Hi everybody, this is Kevin Schwaller, one of your favorite podcast hosts of Weekly Pop. I just wanted to hop on real fast before you listen to the latest episode with a quick note. This episode was recorded before news broke that Frank Ocean dropped out of the second weekend of Coachella and has since been replaced by Blink-182. I think we all know, especially Emma and I, (laughs) just how quickly the news cycle works. Uh, With that being said, sit back, relax, or do whatever it is you're doing, I don't know. And uh, just enjoy the latest episode of Weekly Pop. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Weekly Pop. I'm Kevin Schwaller, a digital producer at Spectrum News in Milwaukee. And I'm Emma Sasek, a reporter for the Desert Sun in Palm Springs. How are you? You know the answer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's how, the same every week. How are you? You know the answer. <laughs> I sure do. <laughs> dealing with some eye problems, dealing with some construction around me, just the world keeps on a turning. Dealing with some sleep deprivation, sprinkling a little bit of back pain, and you know what? We're doing just fine. (laughs) But we're here. We are. This is our therapy session. We can't not do this. 100%. So for those of you who, I guess, didn't really see anything on my social media, which is most likely every single person listening at this point, (laughs) I spent the weekend at Coachella sober covering it for the desert sun well i'm happy you were so i'm happy you were sober covering it for work (laughs) i am so happy i was sober getting hit every second possible by swarms of influencers and then the dust also (laughs) peeking into every opening on my body (laughs) sounds fun it was really fun so it's only makes sense that we're going to talk about music-related things during our episode today. I'll give everybody a little bit of my recap of Coachella Weekend 1 because, oh, I'll be back for next weekend, too. Woohoo. By the way, (laughs) by the time this episode comes out, it'll, like, just be starting, too, so it'll be fresh in your mind again when you listen. <laughs> I'll, it's basically like happy death day, but on a loop for me going to Coachella because the week after I have to go to Stagecoach, which is the mm-hmm. country music festival. Which is somehow even worse. <laughs> <laughs> but you know who's going to be there this year? Um, Trixie Mattel. Yes! <laughs> that was the only uh, headliner I knew, so I, yes. I, took, I took a wild shot. <laughs> Unfortunately, she is performing at 11.20 p.m., like last possible person to perform. Even the headliners play at 9 p.m. So oh my we're going to have to we're going to have to chat that little Trixie Mattel and I. Oh, my God. I know. <laughs> but on top of this little Coachella discussion, we're also going to talk about some of our favorite artists, concerts that we've seen and things of that nature. So this will be a nice little different episode since we've been very TV and film heavy in in recent weeks. I thought about that too. So let's get into it. Let's do it. So let's talk about the headliners, I guess. Start with who who was all headlining. So on Friday night, it was Bad Bunny. And he he was my favorite among the three headliners. I mean, it's always really fun to watch somebody who you're like, they're literally on top of the world right now, like biggest superstar. I mean, he was the most streamed artist of 2022. So it made sense that he was the headliner. 
And I mean, he was just incredible, like sounded so good, looked so good, mm-hmm. <laughs> made everybody in the crowd jump and dance and sing. And he addressed the crowd a few times and was like, do you guys want me to sing in Spanish or do you want me to sing in, sing in English or address you in either language? And everybody was like, Espanol. <laughs> <laughs> Did you um, get to say hi to Kendall Jenner? I was looking for her, you know, we missed each other in the crowd, unfortunately. I also think she probably didn't understand a whole lot of what was going on Yeah, when I could he have... was talking and singing. I could imagine that. <laughs> <laughs> but he was totally my favorite. On Saturday, it was Blackpink in your area. <laughs> and uh, it was a huge shift in terms of the crowd that day. Because you went from like people wearing like the sexiest clothing possible for Bad Bunny, like ready to get down. And then Blackpink, it was like all of the Blackpink tees and like there were like um, planes flying overhead with like banners for Jisoo and Lisa and Rosé. And I was just like, all right, what is tonight going to be like? They kind of did it in a way where they didn't bring out a special guest and that kind of doesn't necessarily happen at Coachella very frequently especially with the headliners like you expect them like all right they're gonna bring out somebody cool I don't remember all of the people who Bad Bunny brought out but Post Malone was probably the more well-known person among his people that came out Um, and they of course had mic problems unfortunately and I had already left by that point too it was it was already I think 12 30 a.m so when does Coachella end so Friday and Saturday, they have a 1 a.m. curfew, which we will talk about later. And on Sunday, they have a midnight curfew. And of course, pretty much every single night, people went over that. So that was not ideal for most people. And Bad Bunny performed for two hours. So like he ended at like 1.30 a.m., which is... Oh, my God. Um, I mean, so very yes, fun, I... very fun, but uh, very tiring. Yes. Um. So Blackpink... They usually, if you're the headliner, you are the last person that's performing on the Coachella stage, the main stage. Blackpink got slated for a 9 p.m. start time. And then they had Calvin Harris play after them at 1135, which was weird, but okay. Um, And I I also was like, why did you make them the headliners then? You should put them in the last spot if they are the headliners. Yeah, I mean, I don't really know how Coachella works, but I'm surprised that there was another... Mm-hmm. artists of any sort after the headliner yeah exactly if was anything it supposed to... to be like a like like a post you know kind of like i know Lollapalooza has like after party kind of things but i don't think that's on the same stage as that Lollapalooza. yeah i mean i don't really understand why they had it because when they announced the lineup it did say at the bottom of the lineup sheet it said calvin harris returns to the desert but I did not expect him to be literally the last person who would be performing Saturday night because that's always meant to be the headliner slot. Um, This is only my second Coachella, so I don't know what they've done previously in the past, but last year they did not do that. So they had Blackpink play at 9 p.m. Actually, they were delayed by half an hour, so they started playing at 9.30 and they had this little drone show that was going on it kind of was dragging it out a little bit. And I was like, all right, let's just get them on the stage. Let's get going with this. 
finally, once they got on the stage, it was definitely like super high energy, like fun, everything going on. Um, and then they actually gave each individual member a moment to sing like their own songs. So like Jisoo, she just had Flower come out like a week or two ago. So she got to perform that and all the other members performed a song. So I thought that, that was actually really nice that every single person got a little moment to shine because I feel like a lot of bands, they don't necessarily want to acknowledge if somebody does their own solo work mm -hmm. and they just want to be known as that collective item. So I actually really appreciated that they kind of let every person shine in their own way and, you know, do their own genre and style. Yeah, that's cool. I am disappointed that Selena Gomez was not in attendance for yes. ice cream. But I could not agree more. I had a big bet going that she would come out and I lost the bet. So then I had to pay for ice cream the next day. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, honestly, like between I, I guess you don't really have to. It's I mean, Rihanna didn't at the Super Bowl, but it is be kind of become kind of a standard, I guess, to like bring out big guests during her headliners i mean they could have had dua lipa um yeah lady gaga even oh my god that would have been crazy mm. uh cardi b too they yeah. had a song with her mm -hmm. um so there were definitely possibilities but i guess they just wanted to make like i mean every single performer at, who played as a headliner was a historic performer and so these women were the first K-pop group to headline Coachella. So maybe they just wanted to enjoy that moment. And I mean, I'll dispatch from the field next week when I have to actually review the Blackpink headlining set. So maybe I'll get a treat then. And then I just did not stay for Calvin Harris. I'm not staying for that man. <laughs> Sorry to that man. <laughs> he also started late. He started at like midnight. And then you know how many people he has collaborated with from mm -hmm. Rihanna, um, probably Dua Lipa too, Katy Perry, mm -hmm. all those people. He did not bring out a single guest until all the way at the end, like last song, he finally decided to bring out Ellie Goulding after mm. playing an onslaught of hits previously. Oh, they have a new song, right? Yeah. Yes. So they performed that together and my coworkers who were there basically said, yeah, I just did not care about that at that point. And then we get to Sunday, Mr. Frank Ocean. Mr. Frank Ocean. Ooh, the triumphant return of Mr. Frank Ocean. And it was a return of sorts. He was slated to begin performing at 10.05. Usually the Sunday slot is a earlier slot because of the midnight curfew. I can tell you that for about 55 minutes, we were waiting for him to come out and there have been a number of rumors and allegations swirling that like there was originally supposed to be an ice rink on the stage but they he decided last minute that he did not want to do that and he was basically like I want it all torn down or else I'm not performing at all and like you could see them setting things up and doing stuff from the stage like no matter how far back you were standing and then once things started going, like there were people walking back and forth on the stage and you were just like, what is going on? And then once they finally like started showing things on the screen, you couldn't even see him because he was like hidden behind some cage thing or something like that. Um, he sounded very good in the moments that he was singing because later on in the set, he had a DJ just played several songs and then he later 
just started dancing to songs, not even bothering to like sing. So I don't really know what was going on with it. Um, I think it's inexcusable to make people wait almost an hour, especially when apparently there's something that for whatever reason, everything that you've practiced and like built up to this, just decide to change that at the last minute. No, I saw a TikTok that was like, I think he did 20 songs total, quote unquote, 20 songs. Um, but he only sang six of the 20. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I don't know what was going on. I mean, to be quite honest, it did not seem like he wanted to be there mm-hmm. and did not want to perform. And also like people know that his music is very raw, very authentic. I just think you could have just done away with any and all of the theatrics. Like honestly, just have like a very acoustic, like very intimate type of headlining set, which would have been very different from the stuff that you usually see, like with Bad Bunny and Blackpink for that weekend going totally extravagant and bringing out all these people. I think people still would have enjoyed that experience, especially because, oh my God, his first performance in like six, seven years, we've been waiting for this. And he could have come back in this very emotional way. He did address the crowd once while I was still there because I I had to head back home because I have to work the following day mm-hmm. and he was basically talking about his brother who who died in 2020 he never said anything about his brother passing away but he was just saying that he and his brother would come to Coachella a lot and they would see um Ray Strummond who actually was performing that same day which I thought was uh, a very nice little little moment yeah um and then yeah he just kind of said like it's been a long time. I've missed you guys. But then I was also like, then why'd you make us wait an hour? Why are mm-hmm. you doing all of this? So then you saw like when he was like wrapping up, he straight up just said, oh, they're telling me it's past curfew. Bye. And then the show just ended and everyone was booing for like several minutes on end. <laughs> yeah. So I, I wasn't there at that point anymore. But yeah, my coworkers were basically like, I, I guess that's the end of the set. I mean, I under, I get it. They do have a strict curfew. However, they clearly did not boot anybody off the stage the previous two nights. Like Bad Bunny, good until 1.30. Calvin Harris, probably also like 1.30, way past 1 a.m. So I don't know. I don't know what was going on. I have been hearing rumors that Golden Voice, who produces Coachella and Stagecoach, that they are very angry with Mr. Ocean. So I don't know. I... It would be wild if they fired him like as the headliner. Like that would be just crazy. And people have been speculating that online. Of course, it's all speculation. We'll see later this week when the weekend two set times drop and if he is missing from the lineup. Um, but that's a lawsuit waiting to happen. I guarantee it. Yeah. I mean, on top of that, weren't they fined? We talked about this a little bit, but like $117,000 for... Yes breaking curfew all three nights so (laughs) on top of that dealing with um a a problematic headliner they're probably not very thrilled with a lot of things (laughs) they are not um overall so this was my second Coachella last year I covered it for the first time for my newspaper I don't know the vibes were not very great this time around it could have been like the people who were there because I already by like 4.30 p.m. Friday, four and a half hours into being there, I was so irritated with people bumping into me, like constantly in my space, smelling 
smoke from cigarettes and weed and just I don't know just the types of people that were there like totally put me off from wanting to be there it did eventually get a little bit better for me the next two days but I was also very tired by that point so just in general I was like I am I'm so ready to go home and not be here right now well, especially when you have to do it for work versus like going for recreational purposes. It's like you don't yeah. want to deal with a lot of extra bullshit. <laughs> Definitely. I mean, yeah, you like want to watch people and just go to the next person. But like for me, I watched um, Blondie and Charlie XCX fully. And then I was like, all right, got to go to the press tent and write my stories about them, which they were actually fun stories to write because I really enjoyed both of the performances. Charlie XCX, my MVP probably of all time that I've seen at Coachella. Like I, wow. I adored, adored her set. She sounded un- incredible and she danced even better and like just had everybody in the palm of her hands. Great. I'm going to, I'm going to have to tell a couple of my friends that you said Charlie was the MVP of Coachella. She was so good. She looked incredible too. <laughs> I mean, also doesn't help that Vanessa Hudgens and Paris Hilton were apparently not in attendance this year. Did you see that Vulture tweet? Like, breaking news, Vanessa yes. Hudgens not at Coachella this year. That's heartbreaking. What were you supposed to it do? Is. It <laughs> is. That's why That's why the vibes were off this year. The I 100% girlies, believe that. The main girlies were not there. I guess it's still yet to be seen if Paris was there or not. However, I was checking her social media account all weekend long, and I did not see an outfit post. I didn't see an Instagram story. I mean, and I was doing like a celebrity roundup for weekend one, and I was speechless when I saw that they were not there, especially Vanessa's post where she was like, the Coachella FOMO is real. And I was like, if you're not here, why am I here? (laughs) Absolutely. I mean, I guess she could go this upcoming weekend, but... Yeah. That's scary. A a Coachella without Vanessa Hudgens is a Coachella I don't know if I want to be at. (laughs) It's a Coachella that I have survived hardships to get through. (laughs) Um, I know you covered it for work, but what was your favorite food? I had this Trill Burger. It's a Houston-based hamburger chain, I guess, or at least just restaurant. It was a smash burger. It was incredible. The cheese mm. was so gooey and melty. Mm. There was like nice caramelized grilled onions on there. Ooh. These two perfectly cooked patties. Oh, that was divine. The fries were a little too salty for me, like a, a bit unbearably salty for me. But Ooh. I had that on the first day and I was just chowing it down, like scarfing it down from how good it was. And then I had ice cream too, and that was pretty great. Unfortunately, they did not have the flavor that I wanted. They were all out, so I had to go with a dairy-free cookies and cream flavor. I yet again blame Vanessa Hudgens. (laughs) I blame Selena Gomez for that one, actually. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. (laughs) So like I said, Charlie XCX, loved her. Bad Bunny, phenomenal. Blackpink, very fun in my area. Um, <laughs> Blondie, really fun too. I was belting out to all the 80s hits. And then I saw a few people here and there that were, you know, just kind of in passing as I was going from like a tent to the press area or whatever. And it's just kind of a really fun thing to be able to like see random people and you're like, oh, that person's pretty good. I'm going to check them out later. So that's one of the aspects of Coachella that I do like. 
my hopes for weekend two is that they will get their shit together with the curfew time slash people starting on time. Um, there were a lot of mic problems. Becky G's mic stopped working at one point. Um, Post Malone's mic with Bad Bunny entirely stopped. Like there was this one group of young girls called the Linda Lindas and like almost all of their mics just did not work and it did not pick up their guitar sounds either. So I felt really, really bad for these girls who it was their first time performing there. So I want that to be much better for people. Um, it's funny you said that about the mics because in 2019, I want to say, there was a video of Ariana Grande and Nicki Minaj doing Bang Bang at Coachella. Mm -hmm. And I think their mics just stopped working or they their uh, earpieces weren't working and it was during Nicki's rap. And consistently through it ariana's in her mic going we can't hear anything we can't hear anything and i just saw that video literally last night and i was like oh my, oh my god, god. <laughs> hey <laughs> <laughs> no it was bad i felt so bad for those people when their mic stopped working because like they're having a great time up there and we want to hear it and then they literally cannot do anything and then becky g at one point she was like can you hear me now and we we're like yeah she's like i guess that she's like i guess that shit just happens <laughs> so at least they can they can brush it off fairly easily that's insane and then the biggest thing is that i need the crowds to be better it could not stand the people this past weekend yeah i feel like i know i said recreationally be a better and it probably would be but in general i feel like i don't vibe with people that live for going to coachella <laughs> that's a lot like they look they look great and they know how to pose as if they're like about to stun on the cover of Vogue or something. But sometimes I'm like, you can relax. It's okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you are covered. You are covered in dust and dirt. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> and probably on at least three drugs. They're not that special. <laughs> yes. And you smell just as bad as anybody else. So stop. <laughs> <laughs> Weekend two is not sold out. So we might also get like fewer people there or we will definitely get fewer people there unless it sells out. So I'm hoping that it's better. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, I hope just for your sake, it sells out. Actually, they sell too many tickets <laughs> and then have to let more people in. And then it's even more crowded than this past weekend. You just buy every single ticket that's left over. I might. <laughs> oh. <laughs> And when we come back, we'll get into some of our other favorite and not-so-favorite concert music experiences. So, Kevin, who are some of the highlights in terms of artists that you've seen live and they just entirely blew you away? Beyonce. Ah. Uh. Can't believe that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I went to On the Run Tour 1 and On the Run Tour 2. It's her co-tour with Jay-Z. So I have not seen her by herself. I will this summer, and I'm oh very excited. Um, but I mean, both were amazing experiences. And the second time I went for On the Run Tour 2, we had like nosebleeds that were, I believe, just under $100. Rafters are shaking at the top of the shoulder field. Like, we're going <laughs> to die. But it was worth it. <laughs> Seeing Beyonce and Jay-Z, I guess, live is a very visceral experience. Mm. <laughs> um, everything about it is just, I think, as good as you would ever expect. I really, obviously, the speaking of Coachella, the Beachella homecoming. Yes. 
let's talk about something that's legendary. Let's talk about something that Frank Ocean could never do. <laughs> he truly could never. You know what? A the LA Times said that his performance was as good as Beyonce's. And I was like, <gasps> that could not be any more wrong, considering I... the showmanship that she brought to that stage. Wait, are you kidding? No. They said Frank Ocean gave the most elaborately conceived Coachella performance since Beyonce. Hmm. Hmm. I don't know how I feel about that, but I don't think I believe it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the first on the run tour was right after the self-titled album dropped. So they added a lot of new stuff or she had a lot of new content to work with that she kind of dabbled with at the end of her last solo tour right before that. And then on the run tour two was two years after Lemonade and the Formation World Tour. And mm. it, they had just dropped their joint album, Everything is Love. But they only did, I believe, two songs from it. And the <laughs> album had already been out for a while too. So they like slowly started adding some more music in. But I think they had one. And then... Ape Shit was a single and that was the last song. But besides mm. that, it was just them going back and forth with their own with their own music, even though they had a full album to work with. So I was not mad. Yeah. It was a weird choice, but I was not mad by more Beyonce solo numbers than joint numbers with Jay-Z. <laughs> Overall, she sang way more than he did, even with his solo stuff, or was it fairly even? It was pretty even. I feel like I remember leaving on the run tour one thinking he sang more. Or had more solo sets and on the run tour two, I feel like she might have had a little more. I'm not mm -hmm. sure. No one can quote me on that, but that was my <laughs> takeaway. <laughs> mm -hmm. It should be illegal to have him sing more than her, if you ask me. Yes, I think that actually is a law that's in the works right now. <laughs> okay, very good. Thank you. <laughs> and what about you? So it's funny because uh, I have depended on Coachella when it comes to a lot of performances. And I would have to say, a big highlight for me last year, even though Harry Styles was performing and I'm a big fan of his, but we do not really necessarily talk about him after what happened at the Grammys this year. Mm. I loved Maggie Rogers last year. She came out looking like a cool rocker chick with her pixie haircut. I'm a big fan of her music. And she just, like Charlie XCX, owned the stage in her own way. You could just tell that she was having so much fun up there and I got to see her on a day when I wasn't working so I was actually able to enjoy Coachella leisurely and do the stuff that I wanted and I just adored her set and she was fun and interacting with people and like she wasn't afraid to stop her set when like something wasn't going right so like she started doing a guitar uh, song and then she was like wait hold on hold on let's stop this she was like let's make sure that the guitar sounds good and she's like hey all right we're good let's do it and so I just like that about her I like that she was you know wanted to give everybody a good show who would have thought <laughs> <laughs> what a strange concept I know an artist wants to give people a good experience uh did Harry Harry headline last year he did I did have a good time with his headlining set. It was better weekend one than weekend two. I'm a I'm a responsible fan who can admit when he doesn't do as great. And <laughs> the second showing wasn't as energetic as the first one, but it was the first time that he performed as it was live. And that was very cool to see. Oh, yeah. And then I was writing the review 
of the concert for the first weekend. So I had to go back to the press tent. And then I missed when Shania Twain came out, which was unexcusable on my part. I was just going to ask, did he have anybody come out? I was like, did the members of One Direction come on stage? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he he sang with Shania Twain the first weekend. And then Lizzo came out the second weekend. And I got to see her. So that was really fun. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. What did they sing? They sang uh, I Will Survive. And then I think they did What Makes You Beautiful. Oh, Lizzo just replaces the entirety of One Direction, (laughs) which I'm fine with. I was going to say, that works for me. (laughs) Who is another person on your list? I'm tied between three, so I'm going to go through three very quickly. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I love Selena Gomez. I've seen her twice. Um, both times, I thought she was amazing. From the first tour that I saw her into the Revival tour, which was her last tour, which was uh, 2016, I think. 2015? Yeah. I believe she had her lupus diagnosis, so there was a lot less kind of like elaborate dancing that I had once seen before. Mm-hmm. And that actually kind of helped her more focus on her singing, I feel like. So oh. it was really a lot more of a mature show. I think it also, when any concert you go to, it really depends on the people that you're surrounded with in your area. So our, we had a really good area for both tours, actually, which is why Selena's up there on my list. The next one I want to say was Miley Cyrus, actually. Oh. It was at Summerfest two years ago. It was the first... It was a return from COVID. So she was a headliner and she had a very stripped down set. I don't think there were any backup dancers because she was doing um a Plastic Hearts tour. So it was her rock album, but also it was kind of more of just like a highlights and eras tour, to be honest. Oh, cool. She, she invented the eras tour before Taylor and Madonna. <laughs> um, Just basically a lot of hits from all of her albums. She did See You Again. She did Seven Things. She did The Climb. She had a free Britney moment because that was still going on. She wore a Hannah Montana t-shirt by the end of the concert. Great. And so it really just was down to like her vocals and just kind of like sexy rocker stage presence. And again, the crowd was really here for it. And she was just so, she was probably one of the, besides I would say Beyonce, probably the best sounding person I've seen live. She has a really, really good voice. Like even if you're maybe not a big fan of her and her music, like, she will always strive to sing it live and belt things out. And I can really appreciate that about her. Mm-hmm. And lastly, it would be Dua Lipa. She added a stop from Milwaukee during the week because she actually had to cancel in Canada because of COVID restrictions. Because that was still going on during the Future Nostalgia Tour. So tickets were super cheap. We got pit, <laughs> we got pit tickets that I've never had. I've never had pit tickets before. Oh. So we were very close to do it. It was me and a bunch of my friends. So again, it was kind of like a mix of the audience, a mix of the energy. And also that album did come out like right before COVID and probably would have taken off even more than it already did because it totally did, it did become a major album. Yeah. Um, so kind of hearing those songs that we all listened to locked up for two years live with her 25 feet in front of you is just a very fun experience. I didn't know you went to go see Dua Lipa. Yeah, they added the show, I believe, just about a month before it got here. Like, it was a very last-minute, spontaneous thing. And tickets were, like I said, pretty cheap because last-minute and during the week. So, worked for me. (laughs) (laughs) Works for me, too. (laughs) Yeah, I think, yeah, you really listed three people who I would also really, really like to see. I mean, 
I came close with Blackpink bringing out Selena Gomez. So maybe maybe that happens this weekend. Miley, like you said, I cannot believe that she hasn't performed her own set at Coachella. Like, I don't think she's ever been billed, which is a crime, if you ask me. Yeah, and that's then, weird. Yeah. And then, like, she could also definitely headline, if you ask me. And then Dua Lipa also, a really great person to headline Coachella. So maybe if I if I'm still covering Coachella in years to come, I will see one of these women. I mean, Dua could come out for Blackpink and Dua could come out for Calvin Harris. So you could That's technically true. you could technically get one of the three. And like we said, Selena could. could come out next week for Blackpink. We never So <laughs> but we shall see. <laughs> It'll keep you on your toes. Um is there any concert besides Frank Ocean that you've seen that you were just like, what is this? Yes. Swedish House Mafia with The Weeknd last year. Really? I, they started it off with Swedish House Mafia. Imagine this. I'm exhausted. I don't want to be there. I don't want to be listening to bass DJing, like dance music, like bam, 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 bam through the mm -hmm. air. And I was just miserable standing through that. And that was almost an hour long portion of the concert. When The Weeknd came out, I had a good time because I actually wanted to hear him. Did they split the headliner? They did. They okay. did because it was originally supposed to be Kanye West last year on Sunday. Uh, and then things happened. He dropped right, out. Right. And then they, they had to bring in Swedish House Mafia because they were already doing, they were like the Calvin Harris slot of this year. And man, I just did not care for that whatsoever. I can't imagine if you're there all day without any illegal substances helping <laughs> you keep your energy going throughout from when it opens to when it's the final act of the evening. Yes, <laughs> and people were loving it. I was not feeling it whatsoever. I feel that. And it's funny that you actually said Charlie was one of your favorites earlier for Coachella because mm -hmm. she came to Summerfest this past year for her Crash album, which I love that album. Mm -hmm. And I'm assuming, actually, I'm sure the set list was actually very similar. I thought she was great, but the crowd was a flop. And I think she could tell the crowd was a flop. And so we were pretty close. And she had just dropped a new song, Hot and It with Tiesto, like literally maybe two or three days before. And so she was super excited to sing it for the first time live. And, you know, there is a hit or miss with that because people aren't going to know it. Mm -hmm. But I just feel like people were not feeling it besides like boys and boom clap. But Crash is such good songs that I'm like, you guys need to listen to this album, please. Truly a disgrace to hear that people were not into that. Charlie I mean, XCX set. it might have been, though, because I went with a couple of friends. I went with a group of friends, and I feel like the people around us weren't as engaged. But I'm like, mm -hmm. then why'd you pay for the tickets then? There's free, there's free standing available behind, like, a couple rows back. So this should be for people that know at least, like, I don't know six of her songs <laughs> yeah that's so stupid well i'm glad that the coachella crowd was amped up especially when she sang i love it by icona pop which she wrote man the whole crowd oh. was going crazy yes correct so there was a lot of like those big waves but like like a wave it ebbs and flows in terms of like the people's energy but yeah that was definitely a highlight too i do very quickly want to talk about the worst concert i've ever been to and yes. it's actually very similar to, it sounds like what would be a Coachella experience, actually. Yes. Um, I love Kesha. I have tried to see Kesha, I believe, three or four times. <laughs> it's at least three. It might be four. 
She has had to cancel a couple times for different reasons. The most recent one was COVID, but she came to Summerfest last two years ago on the same stage that Charlie was at last year. And we were like, okay, let's do the standing area for free and just experience this. And let's get there early so we can be like at the front of the standing area. A lot of COVID restrictions are still in place because it's 2021 and they're trying to like, you know, navigate what can work, how much of it can work, stuff like that. When I tell you, I think she started at 10, I want to say. Mm-hmm. We got there at probably like three. I don't know. There was a, I think Betty who was performing at that stage earlier. So we we saw a couple concerts anyway in the meantime. And we we're saying they're having a good time, whatever. It started filling in like crazy. There were thousands of people who honestly looked too young to even know Kesha. <laughs> honestly, they all looked like they were like, in middle school and high school and i'm like pete kesha was our high school so i don't know i don't know where your guys are coming from (laughs) um but it turned into the biggest zoo people were climbing up these like rafters basically to like sit on them and watch from them there was oh my god there was not a single security guard in sight i'm not joking thousands of people were just flooding in we ended up we ring shoved like being being pushed back so we ended up just being like I don't know about this. Mm-hmm. And then she ended up being about, I want to say 30 to 45 minutes late, if not, mm-hmm. if not an hour late, oh, but, God. and I forgot why there was a reason. So we did um scoot all the way back to watch from a much farther away than we were anticipating. And we watched from the TVs and she was very good <laughs> from mm-hmm. what we saw on the screen, mm-hmm. but she ended up having to cut her set list short by several songs because of curfew (laughs) so it was just a very exhausting experience and does sound very (laughs) coachella-esque and i I do want to see kesha i want to see kesha one day but it just has not been working out in my favor (laughs) oh people can really ruin anything like you could be so excited to see a person go do something and then you just remember that other people are so rude and do not care for other people. They are just looking out for themselves. And that has truly, truly been the worst experience with Coachella this year. (laughs) Mm. Is there anybody that you, like if you had a go-to number one artist you'd want to see? Well, you talked about Beyonce and I absolutely would love to see Beyonce. I did not, I did not even try to get Renaissance tickets just because I knew that that would be a fight to the death. It was. uh, Yeah. I tried to see if I could get Adele Las Vegas residency tickets and I got through the queue and then I saw that the cheapest nosebleed seats in the Caesars Palace Coliseum were still like $600, $700 and I just mm. closed out. I was like, I'm not doing that. Sorry, <laughs> oh Adele. Oh and then God. I clicked around and like people were buying seats for like $2,000 and I was like, I'm sorry, but that is just insane that is crazy mm-hmm. i mean yeah that's the that's Ticketmaster. though that actually happened to me with renaissance same exact thing actually not as expensive but very close to that it's insane they who what is president joe biden's plan to stop Ticketmaster? we need to get on this i mean after what happened with the taylor swift thing you thought well i guess adele happened first but the taylor thing just broke the internet i mean lawsuits politicians were getting involved it was crazy seriously everybody's a swifty on this yeah like we all came together to try to take (laughs) down Ticketmaster once and for all i don't think it worked (laughs) but (laughs) yeah i would love to see adele i have a couple friends that went to it actually 
that would be amazing. Mm-hmm. And then who's somebody that, if you have another person, who would you want to see? Uh, if there's anybody that I want to see that I have yet to see perform live, it's Britney Spears. Mm. I wish that I went to the Vegas residency. I am sad that I did not. Yes. I hope that she can get to a better place overall in terms of her confidence, in terms of just where she at, she's at in her life, to realize that millions of people would love to see and hear new Britney Spears content and see her perform it like on her own terms, with her own ideas and yeah i mean just by by the by the time that i wrap up with my time on this earth i would like to have seen britney spears do her thing in person agreed i can already see it the freed world tour or something like that we're just sitting here like shaking our heads like yeah let's get to it (laughs) let's do it (laughs) (laughs) and when we're back our favorite pop culture moments of the week So, Kevin, what would you say has been a highlight for you this past week? I think you know my highlight. It would be the wicked promotional pictures and also the ones that just leaked shortly after those came out. (laughs) Yes. Uh, The director, John M. Chu, released promotional pictures of Cynthia Revo as Elphaba and Ariana Grande as Glinda. They were all very blurry and very, very dark photos. So tiny, too. You're like, huh? You really had to zoom in and turn your brightness up to see them. But he then tweeted them again that were slightly brighter and I think a little less pixely. So that was exciting. But then the the day after, set pictures leaked of Ariana as Glinda in her full pink and blonde Glinda glory on the Munchkinland set, which is larger than life. And the fact that they so the cool. fact that they built that entire set, we have not seen like a big box office like fantasy film not heavily rely on cgi in forever so mm. the fact that they have this life-size literal village of munchkinland with the yellow brick road with all these flowers and all these different size buildings is crazy so i can't even imagine what it's going to look like we talked about this when we were looking at like movies that we're looking forward to in an earlier episode but we are so excited and the second any news drops of the Wicked movies, like people go crazy on Twitter. And I do love that John Chu kind of got bullied into <laughs> changing up the pictures <laughs> because the internet and the memes that came from that, God bless Twitter for that sometimes. But they look so great based on what I could see, especially Ariana Grande as Glinda. And um, I am just... I'm, so excited with that casting like both of them have incredible voices really great actors as well so I think it's going to be just awesome and then Michelle Yeoh is also in the film too she sure is she's she's been filming she was filming like going back and forth between award season which is hysterical to me <laughs> but yeah no I think we talked about this in one of the other podcast yeah it was another podcast where we were just saying any teases that we get over the next year or so i'm just gonna be insufferable so this was the <laughs> first of many and there will be many more to come many many pop culture moments of the week for me that will be wicked base 100 <laughs> percent or barbie base we can't go an episode without saying the b word <laughs> you're right i'm so sorry um everyone go see barbie <laughs> and what about you 
My highlight of the past week is the Cannes Film Festival lineup dropped. It actually dropped Ooh. the same day as the Coachella set list. So it was a big day for me. <laughs> <laughs> and I get to go to the film festival next month and I am over the moon ecstatic about it. And uh, I guess the entire time I wasn't, I was like, is, it, is this actually happening? Are they going to mm -hmm. do anything? Finally, once they dropped it, I was like, okay, now I can get super, super excited about it. But they have a lot of movies that I know people are going to be talking about, like the Wes Anderson movie, Asteroid City, and the Martin Scorsese Killers of the Flower Moon movie with Leonardo DiCaprio. But I would say there's a lot of people who I am not familiar with their work slash a lot of first-time directors. So that'll be nice to kind of discover some new people. And then if I fall in love with something to kind of like go through that director's catalog if they have more movies to show. So I'm excited. I would say that I am prioritizing gelato over a lot of film options. So I have created my must go to eat places and macarons and croissants and everything. <laughs> I do not blame you. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Weekly Pop. We will be back next week with more pop culture shenanigans from whatever her name is and whatever my name is. <laughs> I'm Kevin Schwaller. And I don't know who my name is. Just kidding. <laughs> and I'm Emma Sasek, and we will see you here next week. Bye-bye. <laughs>